Hey, 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 it's your girl, So So Lovely. And your girl, Deja Ali. And we are the host of the Bad and Boozy Podcast. Join us every Wine Crush Wednesday as we discuss... Wine, life, and other liquor-related shenanigans. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bad and Boozy Pod. And send your drunken wine hotels to Bad and Boozy Podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget, the best wine... Is the one you like. The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue and mock my words well. How about this rumor that you are really hired, Mr. Stark? Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles. I am your host for tonight. Uh, my name is Rodicat. I go by Rodicat on Twitter and uh, pretty much everywhere on the net, really. Uh, also, News Nerds Need and CB Caps on Instagram. Uh, with me tonight is my man, my fellow, the, the comic collectors for the ages, or the comic book figure collector for the ages, mm. who probably has his Okoye and I don't, but uh, Agent underscore yes. 70. Not yet. It's on the way, apparently. So... You can find him at agent underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. And um, not with us tonight. We we don't have um, Tim Dad 98. That's Tim D-O-G-D 98 on Twitter. And also CB Cron and the Click Nation on Twitter. That is D-K-L-I-Q-N-A-T-I-O-N. Just in case you just in case you forgot. Uh, you can also check him out on CBR because he's writing over, writing his face off, and you know, doing the doing, doing the do. Um, also, not with us tonight is um, uh, PC and underscore Dirt, who um, hopefully is uh, having a situation taken straight and taken care of. Yeah, that's going to take a little bit of uh, uh, time. So you know, in the meantime, in between time, we are holding it down. Yeah. Well, like we like we always do about this time. But you can find him at uh, uh, nothing medical, by the way, just in case you anybody knows. But anyway, right. um, PCE and underscore dirt on Twitter, Pop Culture Net on Twitter, also popculturenetwork.com, dot com, and I need comics dot com. And as we do it, well, excuse me, let me pop 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 pop. You can subscribe to this podcast at uh, Google Play and also on iTunes and uh, go check out the Cold Slither Podcast uh, Net- Network's uh, SoundCloud page and go find us there. And of course, shop.cspn.us to get some merch. And of course, the CSPN website properly, cspn.us, where you can find this show and all the other uh, Cold Slither Podcast Network shows. Good stuff over there. Go check it out. 
And with that, folks, we are going to get into the week's crops of the comics, as we tend to do. Uh, shoot. And we're going to start off with, which arguably the biggest book of this week. Um, right. The big number one. Yeah. And that would be, and I was also excited for this, well, I'm very much excited for this book when it took to be coming out. And that is Shuri, number one, by uh, Dr. Nidia Korofor. Right. And art by uh, Leonardo, Leonardo Romero, Romero and yes. uh, colors by Jordi Belair. Yes. Because if you want something done right, bring, give it to Jordi. So, but it's actually, I mean, hey, look, she's. That's the truth. She is sought after for a reason. Listen, there's Laura Martin. There's yes. Shorty Belair. Yes. There's a couple of other colors. Who, of, yeah. If we gave it some thought, the names would just pop up because they're doing great work right exactly. now. Exactly. And, and, and I did not say that as a slight. It, it is a, it, she does some awesome ass colors. Period. So, with this book, we come to find out. Um, well, basically, for those that didn't know, you know, well, like, you know, Shuri's history, she was the Black Panther. She, uh, she died. She came back. The current run, she's got a new set of power sets. This book, and of course, the Black Panther movie came out. This book is pay- pretty much bridging all of that mm-hmm. uh, into the current goings on of the Black current Black Panther run, in fact. Yes, it's actually a very useful bridge yes. and a useful... Um, uh, uh, stage setter for that book because, unbeknownst to me, that I you know I don't know if you knew ahead of time that uh, this story would weave directly into what's happening in the Black Panther story proper. There was no prior knowledge, as far as I know, given or at least I hadn't seen it anyway. I was pleasantly surprised by this by this rel- rev- you know it, it was a revelation to me it's that also kind of a it spoiler. would plug this right in. Yeah, it also seemed like it was kind of a spoiler. I, well, technically not a spoiler, but if we had let's put it this way, if this had book had come a little out, bit of a retcon, uh, a little it? bit of one, you know, kind of filling in that gap. Like, how do we find? Well, it's, uh, go ahead. No, no, I was just say, how do we get to? Um, we already knew that um, Coates had been setting up Wakanda in space. Sure, that is also true. So, yes. So this was literally the means to, you know, bringing the very first Wakandans into space. So, like I said, it's if you think about it in the truest retcon sense, this was a bit of retroactive continuity where, you know, they 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 put these characters together, put them on a ship, and we're getting into some spoiler territory in this uh, in this uh, review. So I'm going to ring the bell. I don't know. I, I feel like if this if this book had come out, I don't I don't believe it as so much of a right count. But I see what you're saying, and, and yeah, and you're kind of right because yeah, like you said, Colts has been setting up Wakanda in space. I thought they had already sent some people out in space already, but but that was a whole nother thing, and that might have been might not have been Colts. Um because I, I remember some, reading about something like this, like in, back in Infinity or something. Uh, but regardless of that. But I think that was like a future flash or something well, along those lines. I'm thinking so. And as you said, um, but uh, you know, like I was really about to say though, was if this book had came out around the time of the current run starting, mm-hmm. it would made 
a little more sense than them because what we get here is what we did not get there. But at the same time, like we were, as we have said in the, here in the past, we were treating that that book like either if as if it was something that maybe a dream sequence or something that no, wasn't necessarily tied to, you know, what is actually going on, on Earth right now. But we come to find out it is, and we come to find out that you know, right? This, and we sort of still have to figure from, out how time and space have been bent uh, right. because of their travel. So you know, and, and I think that um, but this I kind forget of means, the, what the author's name again, uh, Nettie Akorafor. All right, I gotta take a look at that so I pronounce that correctly. Doctor Nedia Korafor, go to you know. What's that? I said Doctor Nedia Korafor. Right, I kept wanting to call her Okafor, like uh, you know, like all the uh, the basketball players are in right. Okafor. But um, so yeah, so so uh, uh, Okafor writes this book, and like you said, kind of fills in that blank, and um, you know, we we find ourselves uh, trying to figure out now how to interpret Coates's run based off of this, right. the most recent volume. Well, I Black. mean, it's kind of, it's, I guess, yeah, if, I guess if you not exactly to... self-explanatory because we're dealing with, you know, what could be a far flung future that is, um, various alternate, you know, like alternate future selves, or we're dealing with, um, uh, characters who have been transported, you know, which, into the future and find themselves without their memories. Which I'm believing so, that that which uh, was where I was going with what I was about to say was that yeah, I think we can kind of interpret, given especially what we find out is you know what happened to him. You can you can kind of interpret that some kind of way, but yeah, we really don't actually know right what led to the start of it. But I'm willing to go with the fact that what you just said was the case, being that yeah. they were transported, because it makes sense. And like it mm-hmm. makes just total sense now. Which this is why what why I said. It was. It would have helped that this would been, would have come out sooner. <laughs> there is that, and you know, um, I guess kind of a spoiler, and maybe possibly a letdown to to some. I don't know because it's like, okay, now did you, if you've read this, and now did you find out? Well, okay, well we know they went up, and we know this thing was a thing that mm-hmm. could possibly have led to that. Well, that that has led to that. You think we can safely say for sure? Then it's like, well, okay. Then it's not what we thought it could have been if, it, if there was anything else. Not saying that it's still not a good story, but it was like, well, okay. We that some of the mystery has been taken out of it. Sure, but also, and and without belaboring the point, hmm. it's probably a strategic move on yes. editorial's part. Sure, to in, to weave this book directly into what's happening in Black Panther to give it a selling point or an extra selling point. I was about to say, not, it may not even be editorial, maybe Coates. That too, is, but no, but, but you know what I mean, like yeah, in terms yeah. of setting it up. Yeah, but because I know, because I know uh, th- those two have been talking, and you know, <clears throat> like he's kind of. I guess if there was a Black Panther section of uh, of Marvel at this point, which you know he would be kind of on top of it. Right. So, but that said, like I said, that doesn't stop this from from being a good story. It's just like it was like, well, that just kind of takes that other story into a, into something slightly, uh, slightly different. But getting back to what's actually going on here, so we get that bit of a of, of a news drop early on. But uh, so this takes place while he's gone, which also actually still brings to the fact that it was like, well, you know, T'Challa's still in with the Avengers, but we're not even going to. Bring that yeah, back we're not going to mess with that time. Yeah, so, so, so good. paradox. Exactly. 
So, um, so during the time of, um, you know, watch how Charlie's gone, she's still doing her thing. She's, uh, you know, as, as the movie version of her does, you know, the invents a whole bunch of tech, which she's doing, which I, the one thing she's, the first thing we saw that she had invented, or at least in this comic looked like, um, I'm like, did she steal, um, Archangel's wings? Yes, I thought the same exact thing. And if they started shooting feather knives, I would have been like, hey. Right. <laughs> now, granted, we've seen like, with the, the Midnight Angels, um, um, you know, uh, you, um, um, outfits kind of resemble this. And, and I believe they have some sort of capability to assemble this. So it's not outside the realm of possibility mm-hmm. that that was from that. But it's just like, whoa, yeah, he's, he's like, you, those wings look awfully familiar outside of that. And then, of course, she has this other thing she calls the Iris Tower on her, this and that. So this is her going on her day to day. And we find out that she's been in contact with some some dude that's on the outskirts of Wakanda or some person that's on the outskirts of Wakanda that she met who's may potentially be keeping an eye on her. I was about to say, someone needs to tell her the whole thing about uh, don't talk to strangers on the internet, you know? And they did, because uh, the, there was a the specific panel with the, because she has the uh, the ancients, you know, talking to her, mm-hmm. and they specifically said, don't talk to strangers on computers <laughs> uh, during that panel before she, uh, you know, as she was leaving. Uh, so we see that, so we see that her powers have kind of manifested, started manifesting a little bit different. She's getting a color back on hair and that kind of stuff. So she's, um, you know, like said, going through her day to day and she ends up with this meeting of, um, various women, including her mother, uh, Queen Ramonda and a bunch of other women, to, uh, from around Wakanda and Okoye's day also. Uh, right. to it's talk like a about, formal council. Basically, um, to talk about, well, Hey, T'Challa's not around, and you know we kind of have to keep on being, and you know so, you know if the rest of the world finds out that we don't have a king, then what's what's what, you know. So one of them is like, well, we still keep on going the way we've been going, and which leads them to ask her to redon the mantle of Black Panther, which ends uh, this issue. Right, that's our cliffhanger. Yep. So whether she does it or not, which I'm, you know, it's not been said whether that actually happens or not. But regardless, you know, we will see in in T'Challa's absence uh, what brings this book up. And this is worth noting that this is an ongoing of Monopoly. So hopefully, it will get get times to have some legs. Right. I hope it gains some traction. Yes. Because um, it definitely uh, could use, like you said, some time to uh, to. Uh, enter its own space and you know and and and, and get its uh, feet under itself mm-hmm. but it's already starting off pretty decently like um we don't know what necessarily we, we see some things that might be starting off you know that could happen but no world um but we don't get to see you know where is it gonna go so hopefully it gets there um but before we get off of this though and while i have it on my mind um my comic shop was giving out or was giving out big posters of the uh, you know there's no way I can get this in the frame so but basically ah. this is the cover this is a poster of the cover and it's a big cover I mean a big poster if you're watching That's the, great, the video yeah it's a great promo poster mm-hmm. and apparently I was the only one in my shop which I kind of figured the to uh, to pre-order to get this book or to get this book anyway so. oh it's a pull I gotcha yeah. 
Which, like I said, it was kind of funny because my comic shop guy was like, he was like, yeah, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to make sure special. I'm like, nah, I figured I knew I was the only one who, who um, around here who, <laughs> who got this book. So, but I appreciated it nonetheless. It was, you know. So, but anyway, I, I dare say that if you have any interest in the Black Panther Mistros, mythos and Shuri from the movie, you should definitely check out this book. Um, hopefully you had already known about this and checked out this book, but you know how, you know, marking is on certain titles for books. Some, some get more than others. That said, but I enjoyed the read. So, and I think you might too, if you are a fan. Uh, so let's move on to something else. You want to throw something out? Uh, let me just cover the one book out this week that <clears throat> continues the uh, ongoing Spider-Geddon story this week, okay. um, referring to Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man number 311. Spectacular, it's, spectacular. Right. Listen, you, if the, the theme song that Roddy is referring to is to the Spectacular Spider-Man animated series, and if you haven't watched any animated spider-man you have to watch that spider-man and you will be um entertained and informed and educated on the history of spider-man although if you have a chance and can find it amazing friends is still pretty damn good and that 90 other 90s ones but yeah you actually sure. turned me on to because i knew about the spectacular that was on on a slighter side that that, that particular mm-hmm. cartoon you were the one who um uh championed it Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, and that's what made me go and uh, go and seek it out, which I still hadn't finished watching it, but I watched a good bit of it, and it's pretty good. Oh, it's so good! Yeah. It's so good. I got it on iTunes, you know, like just so I could watch it, you know, uh, readily uh, have it readily available digitally. Right. But um, in any event, uh, this issue reads fairly quickly because it's an action-packed one on one between Spidey, Peter Parker, Spidey, and uh, Morlun. Um, you know, one of the inheritors and it gets pretty, it's pretty one-sided in this issue. Uh, J Jonah Jameson, who has become uh, a regular, uh, aide de comp basically to Spider-Man, uh, plays a small role in this issue. But as I said, it reads very quickly because it's more, more so than not a one-on-one battle between Morlun and Spidey. And it's just the first chapter of it. So, um, there's not much to this other than understanding that um, this is where Peter Parker is while the rest of um, uh, the spider forest, the spidey people are in uh, the spider again in crossover book proper. Hmm. Oh, wait. So this is an actual tie in to it. It is. Okay. It is. Uh, essentially, I know that some people... I uh, I spoke to some people when Spider Geddon came out, and they were surprised that Peter Parker wasn't actually in the first issue, and uh, this basically ties Peter Parker directly into the events of Spider Geddon. Hmm. I should probably do a, a little side poll then, but um, okay, cool. So that's this book. Gotcha. What do you got? I have actually. I hadn't. This is. This was. Not a big week for me, this or for whatever reasons. It's okay. Um, so I probably got like maybe one other book before I'm going to write the fire because I only did like I only read like four books. Uh, no Unstoppable Wasp number one. It is back, folks. Um, and it is, I think, is still as good as it uh, 
was same writer, I believe same creative team and just in general, now that I think about it. Uh, but Nadia is, um, and it seemed like it, well, it may or may not be taking up from where, um, the, the last volume ended, but even though, even though the, the last volume ended kind of cleanly, so mm-hmm. there wasn't really anything to kind of go off from outside of the fact that, um, well, I'll take that. That's not necessarily true. So, Nadia basically starts off by learning how to drive. She's got Lola. Um, I was going to say, I just saw Lola. <laughs> yeah. Somehow, well, so then at first she didn't know didn't know where she came from, but she brought it from Mockingbird, who got it from, so she got it from some other. But regardless, she learned how to drive. She gets this uh, alert from from Jan, who's off on doing some meeting for for her uh, their girl initiative. That's G I R L with the you know like like aim type of situation. Anyway, at a meeting with one of the girls uh, for that side, and she tells Nadia that uh, apparently aim speaking of is or at least some rogue agents of aim, including a person that she's uh, dealt with before. It's kind of back causing trouble. Uh, so she asks Nadia. So Jan asks Nadia to go go try to go handle that, which she does. And apparently, a part of this, she has. Um, her own support crew, almost in a, in a Power Rangers type fashion, where she's uh, she's got uh, you know like different colored vehicles and you know some other gadgets and, and things like that, and she got her own little support group kind of helping her out with this while she's at it, and she meets across um, an agent of the so the I keep saying I want to say the Sorcerer Supreme, and it's not it's the Science is Supreme. Mm-hmm. Um. Who apparently knows her uh, from, and it's someone from the first volume of, of Unstoppable Wasp, who's who's Nadia's met, and they get into a fight, and uh, you know, some questions come up, and some things, you know, happen, but that kind of gets taken care of relatively quickly, and which ends off in the book going to, um, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry going back to Jan and the meeting and some things happened there where they have to, where they're basically setting up a, a conference and all of that is going great. And, and Nadia has got to invent something in the next two weeks for said convention world fair. So she, and she hasn't you know done that. So, and that's where that book leads off. So this book is still kind of keeping light and, you know, there are some things going on, but you know, this is also basically more so about, you know her, Jan, and the girl initiative, and what they're trying to do. You know that's kicking off. So that is a cool book. If if you um, if 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 well, you know, especially if you have young, I guess. I mean, anybody can read it, but if you have a young girl who may be interested in, uh, like especially the Ant Man and Wasp movie, who's um, Hope from that movie. Sure. Uh, which is not necessarily, which apparently who Nadia is taken from. I thought it was the other way around. So I did that part. I did not realize, but in general, it's good. And it's got Janet Van Dyne written written, with Wasman and I've seen some previews of the next issue. So it's going to be fun times coming. So what you got? All righty. So, um, I actually wanted to talk about, I, I read some really interesting books. I'm going to shy away from probably the most disappointing book that I read <laughs> this week and go towards things that intrigued me. The first thing was The Life of Captain Marvel number four. 
And Roddy and I had been talking about this just off the air prior to the start of the show. Yep. I have to tell you that uh, I'm going to ring the spoiler bell because I might be spoiling more than one particular form of media. Yes. For something that hasn't happened yet, but yes. Right. I'm, be- I'm playing a little bit of Soothsayer here because it's curiously timed and obviously well-timed that Marvel would put out a bit of a retcon of the origin of Carol Danvers. And that's essentially what the Life of Captain Marvel miniseries is doing. We're in the fourth issue, and there have been a couple of reveals about Carol's heritage and how uh, that affects uh, her story of how she obtained her powers, where we had originally thought they were given to her by being bombarded by radiation from the Psyche Magnetron from uh, way back in the day. That hasn't changed, but there has been a few tweaks to the origin to create more of a tie to the Kree. I'm not going to spoil everything because I know this is not high on a lot of people's radar. This is not going to be one of those books that sells off the shelves, but in advance of the Captain Marvel movie in the spring, I think the trade of this when it's, you know, when it's available is going to be something that sells briskly once the movie is out. And I think that, uh, the story that's being laid out herein may, in fact, be spoiling some of what we see in the movie. Although it is worth noting, though, that the Caracor, the Caracor is large, so I think there's probably a good enough attention. Uh, there's probably some decent attention put on this book because of the fact that it's Captain Marvel and those, like I said, the you know the the Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel fans are, are right. large. It may well be just that I notice that there are plenty of copies laying around in some of the smaller stores I go to, but well, yeah. in the more mainstream stores, Forbidden Planet, uh, <clears throat> Midtown Comics, and so on, there probably fewer. There probably are more uh, members of the Calcor, bo- both uh, male and female, who are picking this up. So yeah, so but we don't yeah we don't necessarily know, right? But yeah, the, the, like uh, like we said beforehand, um, like I was kind of curious about this, especially given what you said this for this issue and the, previously with the new right. writers. I'm I would be interested in reading this. It's well written and the art is good, and that's hard to top when it comes to reading a good comic. So uh, Margaret Stoll still writing that, I believe, and I can't remember right. doing the art. So right, and on art, I think it's uh, Carlos Pacheco. So you oh, know nice. that it's going to be solid. Yeah. So there you go. Um, okay. Um, I'm thinking my last two can be rapid. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let me talk about one other book before I move to rapid fire. Mm -hmm. Uh, that is Thor number six. And if you are not reading Thor right now, you are missing out. It is just action incarnate. It's amazing stuff. We are at the end of the life of the universe and old King Thor is not a merry old soul. And, uh, last issue we discovered that not one, but two other over the last few issues, at least we've discovered that not one, but two other major Marvel characters survive to the end of the life of the universe in different incarnations. Um, 
I'm going to ring the spoiler bell because I know that there's some people who are not caught up on this. But we about I am referring to both uh, Wolverine and to Doctor Doom, and to see them at the end of the life of the universe and what and 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 the powers that they're wielding and how they're wielding them is pretty intense. It's pretty intense. It's pretty insane. Got to give uh, Jason Aaron and. I believe this is Mike Del Mundo on art this week, uh, uh, this month. Oh no, it's Christian Ward. My apologies, Christian Ward doing a bang up job on this, and it's uh, it's phenomenal reading, phenomenal reading. Don't want to spoil the cliffhanger page. It's a reveal that you expect, but it's still really done well. Okay, and uh, this really is a book that. I highly recommend. It's it's just so much fun. Nice, nice, cool. With that being the case, I guess we can go into rapid fire. All right, I'll spin it up. Oops. Um, there it is. That was it. And I was to start off by saying, well, I only got two more left. So there's uh, Teen Titans 23, uh, Roundhouse is back, which we found out at the end of the last issue. Uh, but, but he was just kind of chilling at home, didn't think that the team would care. And I kind of wish they, that uh, that character would stay dead because it's kind of annoying. Um, but in the midst of that, the, the Titans the, are kind of was after this person. And there's some still a little bit of this and that between the team and maybe uh possible interest of some, some uh, of some kind for Robin and or Jen. So I don't know how that's going to work out, but, uh, or not, not, not that, but Hey, that's that given some other things, but yeah, uh, yeah, that book is still that book. Uh, and the last book is, uh, what if ghost rider number one, which they're all number one. So, so yeah, this is another what if, but this doesn't read like a what if. Um, I guess it starts off like a zine and it just basically kind of goes into what feels like a possible elsewhere story, I guess. I don't know. I really don't know how to say it because so it's basically Robbie Reyes is interning at Marvel and he has to chaperone this death metal band from Latveria. Actually, yeah, I don't even know death one. But regardless, it's metal. A metal band from Latveria who um, seem kind of weird and don't seem as... And they're the kind of infamous for this and that and the other. But it comes to turn out that they are partially what their story is said about them is. Uh, but but it in this... So some things happen and there's even references to a certain uh, Stanley rumor Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was going around about him and some some merchandise with his um, with his uh, blood. Oh goodness! They 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 reference that in here, which actually takes a part of the story, not with Stan Lee, but with this group in, in a certain light, uh, in a certain way. So that kind of goes into that, and and Robbie ends up turning to Ghost Rider and having an adventure with all of that, which doesn't seem to end well it, it ends but it doesn't seem to end with any kind of conclusion and again it doesn't does this whole thing doesn't read like a what if 
And I said okay. Ghost Panther, and I don't know why I said Ghost Panther when it's Ghost Rider. I got it written down on my notes. So, but anyway, but that's that, and it was. Uh, I thought it was something completely different. No, 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 no. It's not. A, it's not a. Um, it's it's not one of those uh, Infinity War. World Warps. Yeah. yeah. But um, but yeah, that was that. And like I said, it doesn't necessarily because like I said, like we said last week, what ifs kind of have a a way to tell a story that's uh that that breaks off of something that actually happens in continuity. Sure. This one does none of that. So I don't know what they what they were what they were thinking doing it like this and you know. So, but it's it is what it is. I guess if you want a slightly metalish based story and with uh, Ghost Rider. Then something to check out. I don't know. Maybe, I, don't, I haven't read the other Wolf Deals, but they seem to be losing the thread on what that actually is. <laughs> okay. So, but anyway, that is it for me. Alrighty. So I've got two books left. The first book I'm going to talk about is Batman number 57. It's a direct continuation of last issue where we found uh, Batman stalking one KG beast as a result of uh, the Beast's actions taken against Nightwing. We've already spoken about it. Shot him in the freaking head. Uh, this is Batman's holier retri- holy rep- retribution against uh, KG Beast uh, after taking a 300-kilometer walk through ice and snow to get to where the Beast was uh, hanging out and dealing with some daddy issues. So it's a fairly straightforward issue. We find out that uh, there is someone behind KG Beast action, and that is essentially the uh, impetus towards the next arc of stories that uh, are going to happen in Batman. And the last book I can talk about this week is Daredevil number 609. And this is the first chapter of Charles Soule's, I think, swan song in the book. It's The Death of Daredevil. The art is by Phil Noto, so you know it's going to rock. Uh, it starts out with kind of a weird premise as to how Matt Murdock finds himself in a very uh, life-threatening predicament, but it is uh, closing a bit of a circle in the character story. I'm not spoiling it because I think it is important to read just so that you can get a sense of where soul might be trying to literally close off some circles and come or bring things full circle for the character. We are definitely picking up where things left off in terms of Murdoch's quest to knock Wilson Fisk out of the mayor's office. And we have his, investigative team that he put together over the course of the last few issues and from the events of the uh the hunt for wolverine uh series that charles soul had written so a lot of that uh ties up together into the events of the last few issues of daredevil and as i said we have uh things setting up for setting up daredevil for a fall so we'll see where that goes from here. This is just the first chapter in what should be a pretty good story. I think Soul has a very good handle on his take for the, the take on the character and trying to create a, a good uh, dramatic story for the character. All right, uh, I wanted to ask you real quick because um, you, you kind of mentioned those with Batman, Teen Titans, kind of. Um, references 
what is currently going on with Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, is did at the end of this book did he did he get real hurt bad or something? Kind of. Okay, so then that then that that is referencing that then. Okay, because I, I saw the because I was like there was a reference that I saw to to Batman. I wasn't sure if it was from that or from something else that's going on in Justice League or something. But okay, cool. And with that, folks, uh, clicks of the week time. Hold on, clicks of the week. And uh, we already have uh, a couple from our cohorts. And that being uh, Dirt's pick is Gideon Falls number seven. Sorry, we didn't talk about it. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's, he's not here, and we don't we don't know anything about it, so we can't really say. And he didn't leave any notes, so I can't really say too much about it. But apparently, he liked that one enough, and I think he's talked about that one before. So if you, if you yes. remember him talking about that one, then there is that. Um, and also, there was Tim's pick, which was the aforementioned uh, Thor number six, and I second that okay. vote. For click of the week, I am going to vote for Thor number six as my click of the week. Nice. All right. So we got two for Thor number six. And we will round it out with my pick, which will be probably, unsurprisingly, Shuri number one. That's well, it. well, well done. Yeah. It's a good It was a good book. Yeah. Uh, and that is that for the comics of the week and the clicks therein. Shall you serve us up an ad, please? Yes. Our first ad of the night, and I'm not going to kill my voice trying to do anything uh, crazy or special or funny, but if I come up with something for the next ad, I might try it. Our first ad of the night is for Wink, personalized wine club. Wink is a world of wine delivered right to your door. From Rosé to Cabernet to Toronto, Wink has over 100 styles of wine to discover. Ever try an orange wine? Wink connects you to a world of exclusive wines tailored to your tastes and delivered directly to your door. Wink delivers four bottles of wine to you every month with free shipping. You can pick your own bottles or let Wink choose and match to your taste. It doesn't cost a thing to become a member, and you can skip or cancel anytime. And now, the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy an exclusive discount of $20 off your first order. To place your first order with $20 off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us forward slash wink. That's cspn.us forward slash w-i-n-c. Wink wines through CSPN. Do it today. Indeed. And now we go into the news, starting with the cinematics. The news! And we start off with um, some... Uh, I don't, actually, I'm not even sure why I put this in here. But, Avengers star uh, Jeremy Renner releases a song. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, so, rock on, dude, rock on. I mean, so you know, so well. So I'll go ahead and read this. So apparently, someone named Sam Felt uh, released the new song titled "Heaven Don't Have a Name," which features the vocals of Jeremy Renner. Um, so this is not the first time because uh, we've heard Jeremy Renner sing because he was on Jimmy Fallon singing a song as Hawkeye, actually. As <laughs> I remember from a while back. So you know, he's. I haven't heard this song. But he's, 
Not a terrible voice. Good. That's the thing. Good, good, good. Okay. All right. Next up, Chris Evans responds to his cryptic MCU farewell tweet. So uh, on October 4th, Chris Evans tweeted that uh, he was done with reshoots for Avengers 4. And uh, his tweet sounded very much like a farewell. And it basically brought on tears and massive uh, feels for his fans on Twitter. Mm. But now Chris Evans is saying that uh, um, it may not be done. But I don't know if that's part of the story. But I know that uh, he's not... I don't think he's completely closing the door. Right. But, uh, he basically came out later and said that, hey, don't take that as being that I may or may not be finished with the MCU. Just that, hey, right. we're, you know, done with the Avengers 4. I, did, I didn't pull that because if it didn't, or I, mean, okay. I might not have pulled that, but I was going to bring it up anyway. Okay. Next up. Um, and actually, I need to boop and a boop. And uh, speaking of Avengers 4, um, Avengers 4 wraps up filming with another mysterious photo, which I, you would think we had talked about this already. And we did, but we did not. Um, so this was after the fact. And of course, um, the Russo brothers put out another Twitter to put, put or went out to Twitter to put out another uh, picture that says... Uh, hashtag wrapped and you see this picture of whatever the heck this is um it says is uh did you see that someone had uh doctored a photo to make it look like it's the other side of uh iron man's proton cannon from uh the capcom games oh no unibeam uh, yeah <laughs> proton no. cannon no i did not i did Fuck not it. i did not see that but i can see where you could do that with this but it also it, it possibly looked like a uh, cosmic cube in flight or something or on the move possibly but i think we already since we already know you know where the cosmic cube is at this point that's may might be slightly high unless there's one high night that we didn't know about regardless that's the thing um i'm sure people are chopping it up trying to figure out what in the world it is about and um yeah that's the thing Alrighty, next up uh a, a description has surfaced online of what the Avengers 4 trailer looks like. Possibly. We're not going to spoil it here. No. It's all rumor. Yes. But uh, apparently there is, a, like we said, a rumor online of what this trailer constitutes. Yeah, and actually along with this, which I did not pull, because this came off of Reddit, so you got to take that for what it is regardless. Uh, there was also supposedly some leaked footage of the trailer or something around that might be surfacing. And there's also speculation that uh, the... Avengers 4 trailer could be dropping sometime soonish mm-hmm. because of all of these rumors, but again, we don't know. And I don't know, sometimes there there has been the case where there's like, uh, we need to go ahead and put this out there because it's already being possibly spoiled or and or leaked or whatever the case might be. Not saying that this is that this is this case, but just that hey, there's some stuff floating around and people are trying to um, actually, something else happened um, online on lines with Twitter. I'm pretty sure I didn't put it in, but so um, because of Mark Ruffalo being fake fired last mm-hmm. week, uh, fans were petitioning that he go ahead and spoil the title of um, of Avengers Four, which is kind of stupid, but sounds like a fan thing to do. Whether it was whether it was a serious thing or not, but apparently that's floating around also. Um, so next up, 
Um, no, Brie Larson hasn't signed up for a seven Marvel Studios film. So no, she signed up for ten. <clears throat> <laughs> Actually, that's not even true. I don't know if that's true, but that's funny. Um, so yeah, so there was a rumor going around that she had, she was on board for seven films, which she's only had uh, been locked in for two. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and she went out for some strange reason. That, um. Oh, according to this report, report by Harder Reporter listed the various salaries of the MCU now, including a claim that Larson had been paid five million dollars for her debut uh, as part of a seven-film deal. So she went back, so she went on Twitter and was like, "Nah, <laughs> mm-hmm. that didn't happen." So, and it wouldn't be. I mean, you know, there are there are some like Chris Evans is just starting to get out of uh, just finished up his, and Tom Holland's as his article points out that they both have relatively long deals actually Sebastian Stan has a really lengthy deal that's probably close to coming up because I think he was on, on on board for like nine or something so I don't know what's you know what that's about I, I can't remember if that was actually true or not but regardless it was a thing and it was a it was debunked mm-hmm. uh, next up next up Black Panther 2, Ryan Coogler closes the deal to write and direct the sequel. Yay! Hold on, hold on. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Also came coming from the Hollywood Reporter. I I I thought we talked about this last week, but I don't think we did. So, because it came out like last... Actually, it might have came out that night we were uh, recording. So, yeah, that's a good thing. Awesome. Uh, Spider-Man's new suit debuts in Far From Home, New York set videos. Did you see it? Uh, oh, yeah, I've seen it. It's uh, the black and red joint, which... Stop. Please stop. <laughs> He's actually... Believe it or not, I was on... Uh, I, I, I was just closing a, a, a tab, and apparently uh, Tom Holland is wearing the suit on Kimmel tonight, and you know Kimmel's in Brooklyn all week. Okay. So... Apparently, Holland, you know, like they've, they must have wrapped filming here in the city yes. this week. And uh, uh, in fact, Tom Holland's on Kimmel tonight. Yeah. In fact, yeah, that's the other story in, in that um, Spider-Man Far From Home wraps production. Nice. So, and you see here with a picture of him in the suit, the affirmation suit with um, uh, Zendaya as Mary, oh, well, as MJ slash Mary Jane. Both looking all cute. So, you know, <laughs> and you see him. Oh, yeah, this is uh, his from the rap uh, with him in his cool shades. Looking like James Dean walking <laughs> into the last day, last day, like, you know, that meme. Sure. So, yeah, that's the thing. It happened. And the, I guess since he's going to be on the camera tonight, then, yeah, he'll probably be talking about that. So since I took that one, you can take this next one. Sure. So. Scroll back up. I had mistakenly scrolled down. Uh, let's see. Someone used the deep learning AI to perfectly insert Harrison Ford in Solo, a Star Wars story. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, w- I wasn't going to put this in the news but and just put this in clickbait, but I was like, you know what? Sure, why not? So, yeah, apparently there's a, a someone, some YouTuber named Dirk Fakes, uh, which that was the reason why I wouldn't have put this in here. Um... That made a video that uh, did that, and actually, like I said, from the GIF above, looks not bad. Actually, 
It's kind of weird. But anyway, that's that. So if you get a chance to check that out, go for it. Um, the big news from this past week um, had had you might as well say set Twitter aflame, kinda. Uh, Iron Fist canceled after two seasons at Netflix. Hold on. Man, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably the right answer. Like you know. So yeah, um, and I guess I'll go ahead and tag in the next one after this and say that Finn Jones uh, releases a statement on said cancellation. Um, and he says that uh, with every end, there's a new beginning. I have an enormous amount of love and respect for everyone involved in the last two seasons of the show, defending the greatest city in the world against the most amongst the most talented and warmest people has been a privilege and a joy blessed blessed to have taken this journey and grateful to the ongoing support. Now, some more uh, folks are speculating probably rightly that, I mean, and, and I think this is, even though the show's in, it's not necessarily in, in for the character because he could show up in, in other people's joints and someone, I think that I've seen some room, uh, some speculation that, even though it, this the, it's canceled here, it could come back on Marvel's um, streaming thing or Disney's uh, streaming service. Sure, which yeah could be possibly the case. Or if they they've been up and down about doing Defenders again, which Charlie Cox wants, but I didn't put that in the um, in the news article. That could be there. So you know, I I've, I was like this new the news of it ending would seem like it was bigger or probably as big but bigger than when they first announced it because when they first announced it no one wanted this mm-hmm. you know and when the first season actually came out people were like what boo so but I heard the second season's gotten better it's I don't know I haven't watched it yet I was about to say speaking of Marvel's Netflix offerings Daredevil is going to drop tomorrow yes yes that is true. Uh, and I've already seen mixed reviews on that one, so that's you take it for what you will, I guess. Uh, next up, though, it's hard. What I was going to add to oh, that sure. is, it's hard to take those reviews all that seriously yeah. because they only see, I think, half the season uh, in order times, yeah, to formulate right. those reviews. Mm. So we have to. I think we have to wait until people have had a chance to, to binge it and watch every episode and see what they think of the the uh, entire series you know, would, the entire volume as a whole right i would go further than that and say that i mean they and it's very well possible that they could have seen the whole season but reviews are subjective also <laughs> so i would say you kind of have to make your own mind watch it for yourself if you're interested and make up your own mind anyway well that's a caveat that we can give to everyone who's listening to I mean, our show yeah i mean and i will <laughs> but in all do so yeah yeah <laughs> I, was, I was about to say, but in all seriousness i do read a couple of those reviews every now and again, and they do actually make a point of saying we've seen the first six episodes. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying that that wasn't the case, but you know, I don't know. It depend on when the, 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 um, you know, depend on when the review came out also, because they are still coming out as, as we speak. Um, but yeah, so either way, regardless, that is a thing and, you know, take it for what you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Next, next up. up. Star Trek Discovery's Michelle Yeoh finds perfection in Starfleet Section 31. Hey, so, Michelle Yeoh. So, yeah, right. I have not, I have not been keep. I have, I need to I keep saying this. I need to watch Discovery because, um, well, one, for her, but two, in general, because I'm, I'm hearing good things about it. 
So, and I've heard even in the two seasons that it's already been on, it's, it's kind of gone a couple of places. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, next up, um, DC confirms James Gunn's Suicide Squad 2 is a completely fresh take, take, quote unquote. So, yeah, if you did not know already, uh, James Gunn was uh, rumored or reportedly hired to do uh, Suicide Squad, which seemed like it was it's actually a thing that actually happened. Mm. So... Um, so yeah, we're going to get a possibly a, a Suicide Squad 2 with, uh, well, we're going to get Suicide Squad 2 anyway, but it's going to be James Gunn at the helm. Um, and I think there was another article that's no surprise that, uh, Batista said he would be a part of that if, if asked or something like that. I don't Yeah. <laughs> so, sure. Okay. Sure. All righty. Next but- up. Uh, thanks to Fantastic Beasts, the Flash movie just slowed down. Oh, yeah, of course. So, yeah, um, Ezra Miller is, uh, also in the Fantastic Beasts, which I, I keep wanting to say Fantastic Beats. Um, but anyway, he's in that, and I think the... <laughs> because of him, <laughs> nice. Because of him doing that movie, that is putting behind the um, the the uh, shooting of Flash night, uh, Flash, which was already in 2019. But it sounds like it might be pushed to 2021. That's right. He is in Fantastic Beasts. Mm-hmm. So, it's got no context, folks. You can't kind of can't avoid them sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um. Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is under arrest in new set photos. So, yeah, there's more off of that. There was also another article that I saw that I didn't put in, and I'm not sure why I'm bringing it up, but that uh, Zazzy Beats was, had confirmed that this was going to be, and I put air quotes up like you could actually see me at this point if you're watching the video, which you can't, um, that there's no guy going to be any grills or um, face tats on this iteration of the Joker it wasn't a confirmation it was that she hasn't seen any but there's been people running it as confirmation because she said she hasn't seen them because she was asked you know mm-hmm. now that's not saying that she's you know that it's still the case but I'm like I don't know that's kind of bad reporting by saying confirming something that you know wasn't necessarily confirmed just because the person didn't see anything Anyway, that's that. So, yeah, new set photos, which apparently are not in this article. Uh, okay. But, it, but it's not too far from what we saw last week. So, next up. Next up. Tyler Hoechlin? Is that how it's pronounced? Let's go with that, sure. Uh, or Hecklin? Tyler Hecklin's uh, Superman sports the black suit for Arrow versus Elseworlds crossover. Yep. That's coming up fast and furious, folks possibly will have no tie to Fast and Furious. And as you can see, there's a picture of uh, him and Grant, Grant, Grant Gustin and uh, Stephen Amell, um, I guess, on set. Which, if you want to take the next one, by the way, it's um, it's it's kind of related. Things are switched up in this Elseworlds posters. Yep. So here's the poster for as well. I thought this was... Because uh, I saw another thing that looks like somebody had, had um, remixed. Photoshopped. Them. Yeah, photoshopped. <laughs> and that's kind of what this looks like. Right. If you're watching the video, but apparently no, this is this is that, and it's going to be, you know, what that sounds like it's going to be. So as you see here, there's a picture of uh, 
Grant Gustin in the Green Arrow garb and Stephen Amell in the Flash garb, which looks totally weird. So All next, right. yeah. So next up, um, Pennyworth adds two cast members. Yes, folks, they are still doing that um, that Alfred um, Alfred um, show, which apparently it's going to be ten episodes. Uh, and show, uh, Gotham showrunner Bruno Heller, you know, trying to get as much money out of the property as can. That is my editorialization. Is helming it, uh, and it's going to be released next week, next year. Apparently, these uh, see, there's going to be two people called uh, Davy Boy and Baza, and they already have actors uh, in the form of Ryan Fletcher and Hainsley Lloyd Bennett. As the, as, as the characters, and they are lifelong friends of Alfred from the Army Days, serving the same core. Okay. So, yep, that's the thing. It is not, um, it is not Doctor Who's son, uh, Sean Pertwee, playing this version of Alfred, because it's a young version of Alfred. I'm not sure if this show is even needed, but actually, I'm, an Alfred show sounds like not a bad idea if it was Pertwee. Cool. Next. Alrighty, so I guess we're going to transition yep. to uh, comic book news, huh? Yep. And we had to put that one in there somewhere, sure. Exactly. You know, I set that one up. Mm-hmm. So first up, Marvel has teased the new Guardians of the Galaxy team, and do we get to the full reveal? Um, I'm not sure if it says so in here, but well, I mean, you can see the cover, so we see who, who's on right. There. Yeah. So yeah, we do get a, the makeup of the, of the team. Yeah, it's, a, it's a pretty powerhouse group, but it's also very reminiscent of a group that had formed after a big, uh, cosmic event. Was it uh, Annihilation? Say again? Annihilation? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a mix of that. Because, I mean, I, I'm trying to remember how many of these people were have was on that group. Probably, what, three? Yeah. And then, so, let's go ahead and run it down, I guess, a little bit. So, there's Beta Ray Bill, there's, there's Peter Quill, Nighthawk. Um, 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 Not Nighthawk, Darkhawk. Darkhawk, excuse me, sorry, wrong Nighthawk Hawk. is a different character. Yeah, <laughs> totally different character. Uh, Nova, back there, Richard Ryder, Cosmic Ghost, Cosmic Ghost Rider. Yeah, Cosmic Ghost Rider is going to be everywhere. We had talked is about Is that actually this. Cosmic Ghost Rider? Because... It uh, okay. It is. It is. Okay. Um, oh, shit. I, you talk about the Silver Surfer, right? Yes. The Silver Surfer? Okay. Warlock? Yeah, Silver Surfer. Uh, Moon Dragon, we didn't see in, in yeah. a minute. Um, Warlock. I'm trying to remember dude's name over here from... from uh, Gladiator. Gladiator, thank you. And he was just in you know, Mr. and Mrs. X, so I don't know why I'm blanking like that. And Phyla... The former uh, um, Quasar. Philovel. Philovel, yeah. yeah. Who, you know, linked with uh, Moondragon. And also, uh, no Rocket Raccoon, but there is a Groot. Right. Which is weird to some people, because I know there's a Rocket Raccoon fan that I follow who was like, what? Can't have one without the other. Yeah. So that was was amusing from that standpoint. But yeah, that's, that's the lineup, and that's a pretty big one. So that ought to be amusing. Oh, wait, it says six of these. So I was looking at the cover. So those are all the people said, and says at the top, six of these cosmic heroes will be the new Guardians of the Galaxy. So I was like, I thought that was too many people for a lineup. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, 
consider everybody that I've mentioned, and I think they've actually they've actually said the actual six. Oh, they have. Yes, I believe that is out there. Okay, uh, but this is just happened to be the cover of the first issue. Anywho, uh, is that is that me or you? Yeah, it's you. Okay, uh, Star Wars writer Chuck Wendig shocked as anybody would be. So uh, by by Twitter after so Chuck Wendig got fired from Marvel because of his social media pre- pre- uh, presence. So if you follow Chuck Wendig, who's a prevalent uh, Star Wars writer, uh, he was working on a Vader miniseries, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, got taken off the last couple of issues because of his stance on social media, which is crazy. One, because he's he's you know he's anti anti Trump, and he's definitely not a comic getter. He's very vocal about his political stance, and he's you know, uh, I guess you could say liberal, but I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not even entirely sure, but you know, he's basically anti-Nazi and all this kind of, uh, all of the stuff. So he got fired by Marvel for basically know. cursing at people. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically what it came down to. I yeah. would like to think that it's not about his particular views, but that he was expressing himself the way you would, you know, when you're getting ready to fight somebody. It depends so. on it depends on the take. I mean, you right. know, you could you could put both of them together and make a still a bad cars because I mean, like, hey, those I would like to think that those creators probably doing way worse than he was and still, you know, uh, work for sure. And this is right after Chelsea Kane got fired from from um uh from Marvel for not necessarily for that same little reasons. We still, you know, that's that's a whole side issue. But also, she I know there was another article about she's. You know, coming out on his side as she came as he came out for her, so that's that's the thing. So it's a it's weird days nowadays. Um, but next up, right? Uh, Marvel Spider Man first DLC pack is going to come out next week, and it's going to include three new suits. Yes. So this is the first of the DLC for um, which I know there was there's uh well yeah this is the first of three because i think there was probably another one that may or may not have come out already or it's going to come out by next year but i know but regardless but this is the first of three dlc that is um that's basically like the first chapter of uh of said piece of dlc and it's gonna have three no suit three new suits no word on whether the rest of them are gonna follow suit and have more suits than that because we know spidey has had a bunch of suits um and i think we get to see yeah uh, uh, wait, hang on. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So we do actually get to see the suits that are going to be put out with the DLC. Which you know, at some point, some of the suits you know look similar to the other suits that he's had. Because right. Spider, but if you're UK, familiar with Spider Verse, you're still getting a kick out of seeing exactly. Things. So. Um, so there's that, and the DLC is going to come out October 23rd. And it's going to be 24.99 for the season pass, but it's seven, it's eight bucks for the actual one piece, the one part. So if you if you played that and um, you know if you played that and liked it and finished it, like I have not yet, you'll, you'll check it out when it happens. Um, Injustice 2, Unused Art reveals Constantine, Detective Chimp, and more. So apparently, um, the concept artist for Injustice, uh, got Injustice 2, the video game, uh, was, went out there and said, hey, there's some, some stuff and that we we didn't get to use. So, 
with those characters. So apparently, including, like I said, Detective Chimp, Crypto, which is, that was a weird one, uh, and mm-hmm. Bluebird. And, oh. um, let's see, this is Final Rattle, Dick Blue, oh, well, da, 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 da. Yeah, and of course, John, uh, Constantine, which some people, I know some people who love that game, including myself, would have liked to have seen Constantine in that game. So, didn't happen, but yeah. Next up. Uh, Black Lightning, The Question, and more are going to take the lead in a new DC Black Label series called The Other History of the DC Universe uh, in the vein of people's history of the United States. <laughs> yeah, kind of. So we've kind of talked about this, but it's been a while. This is uh, the project written by uh, 12 Years of Slave screenwriter John Ridley. And I only say that because that's probably the most the thing he's most known for because he's done other stuff. Um, and yeah, that's the thing. Oh, it is also worth noting that uh, solicitations for January 2019 are out. So if you're so inclined, you can go find those and check those out and see what's in it. Um, oh, yes. Debut issue of Murder Falcon Rush Back to Print. <laughs> And I basically just put that article in there just so I could do that, but also that is a fact that that is a thing. So apparently, it sold pretty decently to um to to warrant another uh, reprint. I, again, it was it was amusing. Have you had a chance to read it? It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. <sighs> Kinda, but um, but yeah. I haven't read it. Yeah, it's like, like I said, it was it's it's it feels like a throwback book, but it's re- kind of ridiculous. But no, it's it's funny. This. Yeah. Anyway, okay. next up, uh, Rogue One screenwriters launching Oliver at Image Comics. Is that Oliver Twist? Yes, it is. Ah, uh, it's the classic Charles Dickens story, recreating the main character into what Image describes as a post apocalyptic superhero fighting to liberate a war-ravaged England while searching for the truth about his own mysterious origins. Right. And the screenwriter, and, and if you did not know or didn't know, if you're not a, a if you've been around the tech video game circles, it is Gary Witta. Um, and also art from uh, Derek Robinson. Cool. So. It's good. I believe that is coming out in January. Yep. January 23rd. If so, if you are so inclined, go check it out when it happens. Um, so I'm going to take these next two and I'm still, there's part of it that I'm still not sure about, but we're going to just keep rolling on here. So, um, and this is one of the few times I will actually cite bleeding cool for anything. You, you guys all know that by now, but, uh, let me stop this video, please. Thank you. Uh, an apology concerning Vox day. We made a mistake. Um, so apparently from what I'm gathering, Bleeding Cool did an article interview with possibly with or about Box Day, who is a known comics gator, um, and alt writer, even if he's not, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. Y'all at this time, we've talked about comics gating, how stupid and sad hate group that is, uh, that shouldn't be around. I'm not sure I did not see the um, interview, but they may have pulled it by the time I saw the. But I, I saw this. But um, uh, 
I don't know. Either it was taken that they were from the from what this uh, apology sounds like. It may have been taken that they were giving up a platform and 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 you know justifying uh, that cause. And that may be why this article was a uh, um, was uh, put out. But it led them to name a new uh, editor in chief in that in Caitlin Booth, which. Okay basically kind of told me it was like oh there's more there's another person there at bleeding cool on the side of rich johnson whom you mostly see articles from but i don't know regardless i don't know again i don't know what's happening now there are some karmic adjacent people that have been <clears throat> been saying things and uh using using the taking down of the interview and other parody sites uh, as news, as actual news, and saying that hey, you know, spinning it in a different light as one as one U.S. president that is currently would around that would do. Mm. Uh, so those people need to go away. And like I said, the, but there's like I said, there's still a little bit about the situation that I'm what, that's I'm not clear on. But nevertheless, uh, Bleeding Cool has a new editor in chief. Alrighty, next up, Star Trek Online's journey to discovery squanders some of its great potential. I don't know what you mean by that. Well, so that aside, this is this that is a review for the new. Um, uh, it's not necessarily like expansion. So, Star Trek Online is a long, uh, a long running MMO based on Star Trek license. This is the first time that they've ever been able to put uh, something in the game that is from a current show. Because there hasn't been a current show while this uh, this game has been around, uh, but now Discovery is. So now this is basically an update that um, puts people in the time of Discovery. I haven't had a chance to play it yet because I'm slightly behind on some stuff in the game. But mm-hmm. like, but that side, that was the reason why I put this in here because just to mention the fact that that's a thing that is in the game now. And apparently one of the stars from the show is actually doing a voice, or character is in the show, and they're doing the voice for it. And it, might, it looks like it's a character that people like. Again, I'm behind on Discovery, so I don't know. All right. Uh, Tom Clancy's The Division continues in extremist malice. So, like, there's a... The Tom Clancy's Division is a video game in the Tom Clancy universe. And if you don't know Tom Clancy's video game first or his books by now, I don't know what to tell you. Um, but yeah, so this is a book, a comic book in the universe of the recent, not even recent, assuming the game's been out a while, actually. Um, in the current game, The Division, I think there's a Division 2. I don't know if it's going to tie into Division 2 or just just something from in that world. Because Division 2 is coming up at some point. Alrighty, and I guess last, mm, it, yes, Jeff Gerber is out as Line Forge president. Yep. Um. So yeah, he left in uh, in, in August to apparently do something else, do dealing with the IPs. So that's something. Uh, Line Forge has not publicly named a new president, though Dave Seward, Stewart too remains CEO. So. Okay. Yeah. And uh, that, folks, is it for us. Uh, I don't know if you had anything, any kind of show and tell or anything. No, not, not a- this week. Hopefully soon, as uh, 
Aunt Petunia's favorite nephew is on his way, and I should be able to assemble the Marvel Legends Fantastic Four very, very, very soon. No, the Fantastic Four don't assemble; the Avengers do. Well, I you know, <laughs> yeah, no. if you want to, if you want to be picky like that, <laughs> there was actually something I read that was I was like, wait, the, that along the lines of Fantastic Four that was kind of similar. I was like, wait, they don't do that. What are you doing? Um, anyway, that form. So, they formed the yes. Fantastic Four, okay? They They're the family. Yes. We'll treat them as family. So, that being said, uh, folks, yes. <laughs> we are let's going get to... this last ad read of the night. Yes. In before we sign off. I was getting there. Our last ad read of the night is for Blue Apron's meal delivery service. Blue Apron has fresh ingredients and incredible recipes delivered weekly to your door. Skip the grocery store and make incredible meals at home with Blue Apron. Always shipped free right to your home. And now the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles can get $30 off your first Blue Apron order. To place your first order with $30 off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcasts free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Blue Apron link and sign up for your first order. Blue Apron through cspn.us. Do it today i feel like i should vamp for 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 like nine minutes because normally we don't <laughs> we don't finish up the scene but hey, that's a little behind the, behind the scenes we don't need to go into all that but that being said folks thank you for coming out for this here episode of the click nation's combo chronicles we will be back next week uh to this locality um so for one agent underscore 70 where you can find uh oh you can find on twitter and instagram at agent underscore 70 yep yep uh pcn underscore dirt you can find at that address on twitter also uh pop culture net on twitter and pop culture network.com and i need comics.com yep yep tim dad 98 tim d-o-g-g 98 on twitter the k-l-i-q-n-a-t-i-o-n on twitter that's the click nation and also cb cron on twitter also find him at um theclicknation.com and of course uh cbr that's comic book resources where he's writing his ass uh, his face off and for myself, Ryder Cat. You can find me at Ryder Cat on Twitter and in the, you know, pretty much anywhere on Twitter and whatnot on the social medias. Uh, News Nerds Need on Twitter. News Nerds Need.com uh, is coming at some point. But there's a Reddit, so you can go check that out. And actually, I think News Need.com probably points to that for right now. Um, you can also check out my, my comic book uh, Instagram, CB Caps. That's C, uh, CB Caps. There you go. But not. Uh, and for that, folks, we leave you until next week. This is the Click Nation Couple Chronicles, and we are out. Peace. One. Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, yeah.